Welcome to the Vegas Voice Podcast Network. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times, and Nevada's most powerful senior media resource. I'm John the Announcer, and happy to introduce the various Vegas Voice segments and interviews that you can also find in our magazine, on our websites, and YouTube channel. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to the Vegas Voice. Hi, everybody. This is Dick Arndt, and as always, welcome to my world. When you hear the word Bugsy, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Benjamin Bugsy Siegel, that's what. So today, let's take a few moments and talk about a man who most people believe is the man who invented Las Vegas. Today, when most people think of Bugsy, the first thought in people's minds is his portrayal by Warren Beatty in the 1991 film. And I have to admit, Beatty's performance was terrific. So good that I think I've lost track of the number of times I've watched that flick. But today I want to talk about some real-life truths. Believe it or not, if he were alive today, he would have celebrated his 117th birthday on February 28, 2023. As a teen growing up in Brooklyn, he was known to have a violent temper, and his friends would describe him as crazy as a bedbug, often calling him Bugs or Bugsy and he hated it. He once said, my friends call me Ben, strangers call me Mr. Siegel, and guys I don't like call me Bugsy, but not to my face. One thing for sure, I would never have ever called him Bugsy knowing he said that. Mr. Siegel was mean, and I mean real mean. He was linked to the infamous organized crime syndicate Murder Incorporated, and his pals included many of the Jewish and Italian mob, most important of which were Lucky Luciano, and Meyer Lansky. But we're not going to talk about the mean Mr. Siegel. We're going to talk about the guy who, 76 years after his death, is every bit a part of the Las Vegas story, as the kid from Tupelo whose likeness still appears daily on the strip. Ben loved attention, had a contagious personality, and enjoyed hobnobbing with Hollywood celebrities, some of which included George Raft, Frank Sinatra, Cary Grant, and Gene Harlow even having a secret desire to be a movie star himself. And he loved the thrill of danger and spending money while trying to remake himself as a real estate mogul. And that's where his Las Vegas legacy began. Beginning that legalized gambling was the place to be in order to make it big. Contrary to what many believe, Siegel first arrived in Las Vegas in 1945. And shortly thereafter, bought an interest in a place called the Nevada Club, or I should say the Northern Club and El Cortez Hotel on Fremont Street. A year later, he sold his interest and took his $160,000 profit and invested it in a new idea called the Flamingo. To this day, the El Cortez has a restaurant called Siegel's 1941 to pay homage to him. Now, most believe that the Flamingo was Siegel's idea, but it wasn't. It was actually the idea of a man named Billy Wilkerson, a Hollywood reporter and owner of a number of L.A. Sunset Strip hotspots that included the infamous Zeros, which headlined some of the most famous celebrities of that day. Wilkerson envisioned a lavish French casino, but soon ran out of money, and to keep his idea alive, decided to borrow money from Meyer Lansky's so-called financial group. A big mistake when Bugsy arrived to represent the outfit's interests. So Wilkerson, let's just say for the sake of his health, sold his interest to Siegel. And from that point, the legend of the Flamingo began as we know it today. 
Ben was a real ladies' man, and while acquiring the interest in the flamingo, became involved with a lady named Virginia Hill, who was known for her liaisons with celebrities. Celebrities that included drummer Gene Krupa, Joey Adonis, and actor Errol Flynn, which sparked another rumor that was untrue. Some believe the hotel was named after Hill, as her nickname was Flamingo, for her red hair, long legs, and a reddish tint in her complexion, which appeared while she was drinking and had a few too many. However, Wilkerson named the hotel long before Siegel and Hill became involved. What Wilkerson originally imagined would, uh, imagined would cost $1,200,000, Siegel thought otherwise, and in the quest to make the Flamingo the pleasure palace of his dreams, ended up spending over $6 bucks instead, much to, let's say, the disappointment of the boys back east. Well, the hotel finally opened on December 31, 1946, and things didn't go so well, closing shortly thereafter in January. That proved fatal to Ben Siegel. The way, the way things were handled back then meant the bug had to go. With the boys solving their expensive problem in the only manner in which they were experts. Six months later, the end came for Siegel in his Beverly Hills mansion. A few bullets ended his short life at the age of 41. Siegel was dead, but that didn't mean the end of the Flamingo. Only to reopen again in March 1947 and grow successfully over the years. Well, we can't end our story without mentioning Ben's girlfriend, Virginia Hill. And she, too, played a rather expensive role in the Flamingo. Four days before Bugsy was rubbed out, Hill took an unscheduled flight to France. She married her fourth husband in 1950 and in 1966 committed suicide by taking an overdose of sleeping pills. As far as the Flamingo itself, nothing remains any longer of the original hotel, and the last of the original structure was demolished in 1993. But if you walk through the gardens of the hotel... The property still honors Siegel with a plaque that reads the Bugsy Building. And I'm going to repeat that, uh, what that says. On this site, Benjamin Bugsy Siegel's original Flamingo Hotel stood from December 26, 1946 until December 14, 1995. The hotel was housed, uh, with, which housed 77 rooms, including the notorious Mr. Siegel's Bugsy Suite, or professional suite, as it was sometimes referred to, was unique in more ways than one. The window panes, for instance, were bulletproof, and although there was only one entrance to the top floor suite, there were five possible exits. This included a hidden ladder leading from the hallway closet to a basement tunnel which led to an underground garage, where Bugsy allegedly had a chauffeured getaway car awaiting at all terms. But Mr. Siegel's preoccupation with safety proved to be geographically misplaced. On June 20, 1947, 300 miles from Las Vegas, at the Beverly Hills mansion of his girlfriend, Virginia Hill, Bugsy was killed in a hail of gunfire by unknown assailants. Since that day, the Flamingo has changed ownership four times, including its final sale from Park Place Entertainment in 2005. So the next time you go to the Strip, make sure you visit the Flamingo Gardens and take a picture of it. Want to know more about Bugsy and Company? Get over to the Mob Museum downtown at 300 Stewart Avenue. If you hadn't visited, it's a must-see. This is Dick Art, looking back in time at our city's history through the eyes of my world. <laughs>